Let's fly down the five. Destination, Pachunga Arena. Everything San Diego goals. And the American Hockey League, right now on Goals Report. Welcome everyone to Goals Report on DuckStream. I'm Alexis Downey here in the Korea studio, joined by the voice of the San Diego Gulls, Andy Zilch. Andy, how are we doing today? Hey, we're great. We're another day closer to hockey beginning officially. I know we're in the preseason and camp, but you know, it can't get any better as you enter along to the home openers and season openers. Well, the goals roster is starting to take shape from the last time that we talked and, you know, preseason camp is winding down up here in Anaheim and you guys got going this week. How has the energy been with the group so far? Well, that's actually you're remote, so you haven't seen it, but that's actually a really good question because the energy has been really high. The tempo has been high and this is an uncharacteristic thing to say in training camp, but there's been smiles on the faces Uh, the very first day that we had camp here in San Diego. There was a lot of hard work, but Roy Sommer actually took a moment, blew his whistle, and he said, hey, let's have some fun here. I know we're all competing, but let's have some fun while we're doing this. You know, I have to take everything too seriously. And I think that he gives a good compliment to the hard work that he's also instilling in his players, but he's making sure that, you know, they're they're enjoying what they're doing and not forgetting that they're playing a sport for a living. So, The energy has been great. The tempo has been incredible. And I was at practice yesterday. I was taking video from the bench and I had to take a step back because guys were stopping so hard. They were spraying me with snow. So I I didn't really feel like getting snow showers all day. But I mean, it's been fantastic to watch down here. And you talk about Sommer as a whole. How is the new coaching staff kind of mixing in? Well, I think it's a good combination of intelligence and then just awareness of First of all, technology, too. I, I know Chris Spar has been talking with our strength and conditioning crew about, you know, how the practices have gone, the heart rates of the guys, their energy output and all that stuff. And then he's relaying that to the other coaches. And I feel like we have a great mix of obviously a veteran and Roy Sommer and and Jason Clark and Chris Spar have added a great uh, fundamental element to our players where they're going to be able to go to any one of those three guys for, first of all, advice on the ice off the ice and then you know maybe in their personal lives you know let's not forget that these guys are are together you know probably 75 percent of the time almost it Mm -hmm. seems when we're on the road by the time the season comes to a close so i think that they add a really good element to all the facets of the young players lives and you know they've all been there too you know they've all played professionally at one point or another and and you know obviously they're they're their guiders right now during camp and throughout the season And you tweeted yesterday that you think that the goals are going to be scary good this season. So give me a season outlook. What what should the fans know that are listening um, about this team? Well, I I think championships start from the net out. And this is the third year with Lukash Dostal. And I'm a big fan of his. I think he is probably the most mature, early 20-year-old man that I've ever seen in my life. I mean, he just... He's such a consummate pro. And I've even said that from day one when we saw him in the COVID season, just the way he carries himself, the way he prepares for a game and the way he handles himself after a game, too. Like he, he, he knows he's got to work out. And he knows he, what he's got to do. And he does it with no lip at all to anybody. He's just a very good businessman. And that's something that I think is very strong for the Ducks here in the future. So personally, I think the Gulls paired with Ole Eriksson are going to have the best goaltending tandem in the American Hockey League. 
our defense, strictly from a numbers perspective, I think we're going to have a really strong defensive group, whoever comes down here from the Ducks as they make their final cuts. And then with our forward group, you got two unbelievable prospects in Tracy and Perot, paired up with some veterans, and then a familiar face with Chase DeLeo that we know. I, I think the sky's the limit for this group. And when I just talked about with the coaching staff, too, I think they know how to lead. Roy Sommer has not won a Calder Cup in 24 years in the AHL. I think he wants it bad. That's why he came here to San Diego. Definitely. Now, you talk about Dostal. I mean, what I saw from him up here in Anaheim in the two games that he played in the preseason, I was very impressed, especially in their win against Arizona back on the 28th. I mean, stopping 28 of 29 shots. Um, and he also had a strong save percentage during this preseason. So how, as far as leadership on the ice, I mean, you talk about his work ethic off the ice, but on the ice, what is he like on the back end? Well, he's the kind of guy, like, he'll definitely communicate during the game. And, I, you know, I, I can't really, you can't really tell with goaltenders if they're chatty or not, but mm -hmm. you can kind of see their, their mask move every now and then. And, you know, if their hands are moving, directing traffic for their defensemen. But I feel like Lukash is more of a lead by example type of player. Uh, you know, that kind of goes with what I was saying a little bit earlier. Like he doesn't complain about the extra work that he needs to do in the gym or whatever the case may be. He goes in, does it. And now being in his third year, he's setting the tone for all the guys that are coming in in their first or second year pro. So, you know, they see him do it and they think, well, that's the standard. So I need to do it without saying anything. I, I think that's the kind of leader that he brings to the table. And with Perot and Tracy, you know, a couple first round picks in the mix at camp, how much have they been able to bring to the team so far? Well, I think they, they bring this, the sizzle, you know, that's mm. <laughs> when you're talking about marketing a team, you know, the sizzle sells and uh, they got great flash offensively. And I think that they both also came into this off season with the mindset of, Hey, I'm going to put on the duck sweater at some point this season. Now, it might not be right away here. They both got sent down to the Gauls, but, you know, that's their goal. And I talked to Braden Tracy about that two days ago, and he said, you know what? I, I just got to continue to play my game. I need to continue to get faster, bigger, stronger. Those are the three words that a lot of these guys use because the NHL, it's, it's a next level, but it's not that far. You know, some of these right. guys, they get up there and then they succeed. And, and you know, you're just one sniff away and you could be there for the rest of your life. And I think that both of those two guys realize that. Now, if you look at the leadership for this crew, I mean, Captain Greg Patteron retired last year. How do you see the team potentially finding that guy and maybe naming a captain this season? Yeah, you know, that's, that's a question that we're all kind of wondering in the front office is, you know, who is going to be the captain? Is there going to be a captain? And, and it's kind of almost similar to the Ducks situation. You know, <laughs> Pat Verbeek said a week or so ago, we're just going to let the room feel itself out. And I, I think that might be the strategy for Roy Sommer, too. You know, we'll know once we get uh, to next week, almost by this time, if there will be a letter with the C on somebody, if we're just going to have a couple A's. But you're bringing back uh, Chase DeLeo, who was an alternate captain for the Gauls when he played the COVID season under Kevin Neen. And you got a couple other new fresh faces, too, that, that are strongly in the Austin Strand. You know, he's still young, but... I think he carries himself very well and you never know too. Like some of these mm -hmm. younger guys could get a letter slapped on him as well. You know, when I say younger guys, it's crazy that we're talking about Braden Tracy and Jacob pro mm -hmm. still in the early twenties and they, they're in their third year pro. So mm -hmm. those are another guys that, you know, that could get the look as a, as a leadership role. 
And you guys will have the first ever preseason game for the team on Saturday in San Diego as you're welcome the Ontario rain to town. How exciting is that for the group? Well, I, th- I think it's really exciting too, just to, to get a, another game under their belts. I mean, mm-hmm. some of these guys didn't see action with the Anaheim Ducks, so they're going to be able to get their feet wet and, and also get their feet wet here in San Diego and, you know, kind of see what the arena's like because it's a big barn. I mean, it's nearly 13,000 seats. You don't see that in the American Hockey League very often. And they're also going to realize, too, that that's going to be packed to the gills come our home opener on the 21st. You know, like we generally that, sell gills. that game out. What's that? <laughs> I said I like that, that packed to the gills. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's 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 going to be a good experience for a lot of these guys and, you know, not to face off against somebody that's wearing your own sweater. You know, in some of these camps, they've had some really heavy board battles. And I, I spoke with Brent Gates yesterday and he said, you know, we, we go hard, but there is a little bit of reluctancy. You know, you don't want to plow your own teammate into the boards. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be a different element once come Saturday when you're facing off against the hated rain. And you look at the American Hockey League as a whole this year. I mean, you could have a new rival in the Coachella Valley Firebirds. How exciting is that to have this new member of the league and maybe create a new rivalry? Yeah, it, and it's uh, it's not only Coachella Valley. I mean, technically, we're getting a new city. We're not getting a new rival with the Calgary team, but it's a new city, so it's a new arena, and we're going to be playing in the Saddle Dome. So, you know, that's another venue that's new to us. And mm-hmm. I actually posed that question about Ferguson way earlier in the summer, and, you know, it brings a breath of fresh air. You know, our schedule has more games, but we're actually more distributed throughout the Pacific Division, more so than in years past. In years past, we play Ontario 12 times. We're not playing anybody more than eight times this year, which to me is incredible because, if if you're talking about development, you want to keep players on their toes. You don't want to keep playing the same players and you get to know other people's tendencies. And it also makes your homework a lot harder. You know, it prepares you for the NHL. You're not facing a team in the NHL eight times a season. So, you know, it keeps things fresh for everybody, including the broadcaster. So, <laughs> so it's, it, I think it's great. I really love it. And, uh, you know, the more the merrier on the rivals. I, I think uh, Coachella Valley is going to take a world of hurting this year against us. Do you see this also being a positive in that Coachella Valley adds another team close to San Diego in terms of travel? Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't mind any of our Southern California, even the Bakersfield trips. Bakersfield's mm-hmm. four hours away from us. Coachella Valley is, I think, three and a half, maybe three. I, I can't remember what it, exactly it is, but uh, we're going there. We're spending an overnight trip there, too. So I love it because you hop <laughs> on the bus for three quick hours. And then you get right into a bed uh, at a hotel room. So I actually really enjoy those trips. I think our schedule in terms of travel is the best that we've had in the entire other four years that I've had here. We don't have any super long road trips. We don't have any super long home trips either. So it, uh, it certainly makes things very balanced. And when you look at that schedule, the team is going to open up on the road in Grand Rapids against the Griffins. Is that opening up on the road? Does that kind of give the the team a little bit of a different mentality versus opening at home? I actually think it's it's good um, for a variety of reasons. First of all, you know who your team is. You know, mm-hmm. come the very first road trip, and we're going to Grand Rapids two days before the game, so it's a big bonding experience, and the players are all going to be together, and they're going to get to know one another. So I think that's going to actually add a great element to the start of the season. 
And then in addition, it gets Grand Rapids, Michigan out of the way before it gets really cold. <laughs> Not a fan of the snow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am like I've, I've been in, in Utica, New York for two years. I, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. I was in Springfield, Massachusetts for two years. So I know the snow, but the snow combined with flight travel is no picnic. Like I have a story if we have time. Yeah, go ahead. I have tell a story. It. OK, so Winnipeg, Manitoba. All right. We're up there. I think it was early March and uh, we play up there for two games and we had an early, early wake up call on Sunday. I want to say like 4 a.m. We had to get to the airport, go through customs. Everything's all fine. And we get on the airplane, we board it and pilot comes on. He's like, hey, we're having a little tech issues. Just give us another 10 minutes. We're going to sort some things out. So we're like, oh, oh. <laughs> So we're kind of looking around and we're still chattering on the plane, a little nervous anxiety. And then he comes on and he's like, hey, we're going to have to deboard and uh, we're going to have to completely reset the plane. And, oh, you know, wow. in Winnipeg, Manitoba in early March, the wind is just whipping through there. So he's like, we would keep you on here, but you're going to freeze because by the time we get the heat back on and everything, like it's going to be 32 in this airplane. So we all deboard and our, our assistant coach at the time, Sylvain Lefebvre, he goes, we're not leaving in this plane. I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm like, you're so wrong. <laughs> so we get back in the airport. And uh, I think about 30 minutes later, they're like, yep, this airplane's no good. We're going to have to wait for another airplane to come in, which is going to be in about seven hours. Oh, my goodness. So we, we had a connecting flight in Denver to get back to San Diego. Obviously missed that. Mm -hmm. So we're just sitting in the airport for another seven hours. That segment alone is a whole nother story for another time. <laughs> but we finally get on a plane. We get to Denver as a team. And then it's like a spray chart. Like a quarter of the team goes to Dallas to San Diego. A quarter of the team goes to L.A. to San Diego. Another quarter of the team goes to Palm Desert to San Diego. And then I'm on the last trip where it's me and three other people. I think our team service manager, our equipment assistant guy. And then one rookie and we go to Denver to Ontario and then we get a car service to take us from Ontario to San Diego. It was a full 24 hour day travel for me. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You know, I, I understand that now that that's a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Traveling is exhausting, but I can imagine that that was even worse. Yeah. So I want to stay away from the, the cold cities during the winter months. <laughs> Completely understandable. Well, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you guys don't have too much of that in your schedule this year. Only two, only two <laughs> Calgary and Calgary in December. And then I think Milwaukee in January and then we're out of the woods. <laughs> well, when you look at the team this year, I mean, are there any new initiatives that they may be doing, um, whether it's in the community or for different games that uh, fans should know about heading into the season? Well, that's actually uh, it's a fantastic question because this is our first year in three years that we've been able to get out in the community again. So, you know, if we recall the past two seasons, we've had COVID protocols. We haven't been able to get out in the public. And not only has that been just kind of hurting us emotionally as a staff and players and coaches, but just the entire organization. I, I know that that is true to our ownership group. That is a very key cog to the Anaheim Ducks, to the San Diego Gulls, and all of our surrounding entities. So getting back out in the community has been a first and foremost kind of thing. We've actually done it already as a staff, even before the season got going. We helped out with the Armed Services YMCA to help get meals together for families that are in the military, 
because sometimes the wives don't have time to go out if, if their husbands are, are on deployment. Same thing if, if husbands don't have time to go out, if their wives are on deployment. So mm-hmm. we were able to get together and do that as a staff to kind of kickstart our community service run this season. And we're going to hit it full head of steam once we get the full team here. And the players are going to be very anxious to get out. I know that's something that we are gunning towards. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thanks for joining me today here on Gulls Report, Andy. And we will chat soon and get hockey going. You bet. Thanks a lot for your time. This is an Anaheim Ducks original production on Duck Stream.